0: Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. No doubt, our last study caused questions. Thankfully, we have more scripture to aid our understanding. Today on Drawing Near we see what the writer of Hebrews was building to in his discussion of Jesus and Melchizedek. Let's take our Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 7 and study A Better Hope. And as we prepare for today's study, let's go to the Lord together in prayer. Father in heaven, I thank you for the privilege of being your child, saved by grace, through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for the magnificent depth of your word, that challenges our thinking and our understanding. Help us to embrace the idea that some of these things are lofty and they are challenging, but they are worth trying to understand. They are worth grasping for. Now, Father, as we seek to grasp for this understanding, I pray as we draw near to you, you'll draw near to us and your Holy Spirit will work to enlighten and give us wisdom. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. We are looking today at Hebrews chapter 7, verses 11 and following, and I'm not going to read this passage. Rather, I'm going to begin immediately to work through phrases, read it a little bit at a time and work through phrases. It will really be helpful if you're listening to this with your Bibles open and following along. In verse 11 of Hebrews chapter 7, it says, therefore, if perfection were through the Levitical priesthood we have to pause there. All of a sudden, we're told perfection is not through the Levitical priesthood. It's not through the priesthood under Aaron and the Levitical tribe, the tribe of Levi in the Old Testament. For if perfection were through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise according to the order of Melchizedek? In other words, The law given under Moses, officiated by Aaron and the Levites, was insufficient. Because it was insufficient, there was a need for another priest to arise. Not a priest out of Aaron's line or out of the tribe of Levi, because all of those priests were committed and called to serve the law given under Moses. Since the law was insufficient to do what God desired it to do in the lives of the people, and since the Levites were committed to serving that law, there was a need for a new high priest and a new law. And we'll get to that in just a moment. Verse 12 says, For the priesthood being changed, of necessity there is also a change of the law. So there was a change in the priesthood. God moved in Jesus Christ, from Aaron and the law to Jesus Christ and the law of grace. So there was a need for this change of the law. Verse 13 says, For he of whom these things are spoken belongs to another tribe. Jesus belongs to another tribe. He's not of the tribe of Levi, he's of the tribe of Judah. It says, For he of whom these things are spoken belongs to another tribe, from which no man has officiated at the altar. No one from the tribe of Judah had ever officiated at the altar, doing sacrifices and leading people to obey the law. So Jesus comes from a different tribe. If you're very confused about the last several studies, it all boils down to this. There's the tribe of Levi and the tribe of Judah. The tribe of Levi was given the responsibility to serve under the law at the altar. That was insufficient to perfect human beings, to make us more godly. There was a need for a new law that would do that, and therefore a new high priest from another tribe. That's what this is dealing with. That's the heart of all of this. When we bring in Melchizedek, Melchizedek was not of the tribe of Levi. He existed before Levi was even born. And Jesus is similar to Melchizedek. That's what this is saying. In verse 14, it says for it is evident that our Lord arose from Judah, the tribe of Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. Moses never instructed those who are of the tribe of Judah to serve as priests. Verse 15, and it is yet far more evident if, in the likeness of Melchizedek, there arises another priest. So it is evident that there is a need for another priest because of the insufficiency of the law. Verse 16, this other priest who has come not according to the law of a fleshly commandment, but according to the power of an endless life. The power of the law was simply to make us aware of our sin. It was not there to give us life. It couldn't. The law came, and we became aware that we are lawbreakers. But with the new law, Jesus comes, and he has power to give us endless life for he is not a priest who lives and then dies. He is a priest forever. Verse 17 says this, for he testifies, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Aaron's priesthood ended. The Levitical tribe's priesthood responsibilities ended. They ended when Jesus came, but Jesus's priesthood is forever. That's what verse 17 is saying. In verse 18, for on the one hand, There is an annulling of the former commandment because of its weakness and unprofitableness. The former law, the law of Moses, was weak and unprofitable. Therefore, it has been annulled. Verse 19 For the law made nothing perfect. That's why it has been annulled. It does not perfect. On the other hand, in verse 19, there is the bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God. When Jesus becomes high priest, which he did through his death, burial, and resurrection, he becomes our great high priest, he brings in a better hope. And it's through Jesus Christ that we can draw near to God. The law doesn't bring us closer to God. The law emphasizes how far away from God we are. The law has been annulled. Now we have a better hope in Christ, this law or this covenant of grace. And as we look at the next few phrases, they're a little confusing when you just read them in part, so we need to read them as a whole. But what they're essentially going to tell us is that God has made an oath in Jesus Christ that his priesthood would never end. He did not make that oath to Aaron or Moses or the Levites. Their priesthood was never promised to be perpetual or continuous. Therefore, it's different than the priesthood of Christ. Theirs ended his will not. And we'll see that. Look at verse 20. And inasmuch as he was not made priest without an oath, in other words, Jesus was made priest with an oath. Verse 21, for the Levites have become priests without an oath, but he, Jesus, with an oath, by him who said, the Lord has sworn and will not relent, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. By so much more Jesus has become a surety, a guarantee of a better covenant. The writer of Hebrews has been attempting to help us to understand that the priesthood that formerly existed under Moses and Aaron was insufficient, and that priesthood ended. The new priesthood has come in Jesus Christ, who is of a different tribe. He has a better covenant. He serves a better law and it is forever. Where Aaron and the old covenant ended, the law ended, Jesus's responsibility as high priest over his covenant, the better covenant, will last forever. That is a real blessing. Jesus is our guarantee of this better covenant. That's what it says in verse 22. It lasts forever, it perfects us, it brings us closer to God, enables us to draw near to God, these are wonderful blessings. It's of grace. It's not based on our merit, but on the merit of Jesus Christ. And we need to point this out. Jesus is the high priest who made the ultimate perfect sacrifice himself. He is the high priest and the Lamb. And we'll see that later on in Hebrews. Father, thank you for this passage. Thank you for the time that allows us to work through these things slowly and deliberately trying to earnestly understand your truth, many people might ask, Father, what's the point of all this? The point is understanding your magnificent work in grace. It's worth the effort. Is it absolutely necessary? No, not for our salvation, not even for our holiness. But it is necessary for our worship. It is necessary for our gratitude to you, our understanding of all that Jesus Christ did. And Father, we pray that you would help us with that. Now, Father, guide us as we seek to live in this new covenant under this great high priest who intercedes on our behalf continuously. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit that indwells us and helps us to embrace the perfection that Jesus died on the cross and resurrected to bring in. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the promise that if we'll draw near to God, He will draw near to us.